Hello, I'm Bernard Jones. It's Christmas Day. Merry Christmas. On Saturdays throughout Advent, we have been reviewing the history of some of our favorite Christmas carols. And today we take a look at Joy to the World. Do you look at Christmas Day as the end of something or the beginning of something? This song is the collaboration of two men, each a prolific songwriter in their respective times. They're separated chronologically by almost a century separated geographically by an ocean, but united in the spirit and in their desire to reach people of their time with scripture in fresh, invigorating ways. But such is the way of the innovator. Though the Church of England was the officially sanctioned way to practice relating to God in England during the life of Isaac Watts, who lived from 1674 to 1748, this nonconformist British Protestant uh, clergyman was trained in Greek, Hebrew, and Latin, and was dissatisfied with the dull rendering of the Psalms in his day. He became well known for his new and fresh interpretation of the scriptures, especially the Psalms. He wrote over 600 hymns, including When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, At the Cross, and O oh God, Our Help in Ages Past. He also wrote hundreds of poems, including Joy to the World, which is based on Psalm 98. Now we're going to fast forward a century, moving westward from England and across the Atlantic Ocean to the very young United States, where in Boston, Massachusetts, there was a young, very prolific songwriter, a hymnist by the name of Lowell Mason. He was born in 1792. Now, Lowell Mason wrote over 1,600 hymn tunes, and after a visit to Europe and witnessing many worship services featuring organ and congregational singing, Mason became a very strong proponent of removing choirs and orchestra from worship and replacing them with organ and congregational singing. Lowell Mason is broadly known as the father of music education in America due to his influence in establishing music in the curriculum of the public schools in Boston and the model and standard which was then copied in schools throughout the United States. Lowell Mason was also a great fan of the music of George Frederick Handel and set the words of Joy to the World to two melodies from Handel's Messiah, the songs Lift Up Your Heads and Comfort Ye. The spirit had connected lyrics from the 1700s and melody from the 1800s together across the decades and miles to create this distinctly non-Christmas Christmas carol. Christmas Day would seem like a concluding moment, but the lyrics of joy to the world remind us that the best is yet to come. As followers of Jesus, daily, we desire to see in real life the reversing of the curse in Genesis 3, the permanent flowering of the fruit of the Spirit, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. <clears throat> this is expressed in the lyrics of Joy to the World. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room in heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. While fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. No more let sins and sorrow grow. 
nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. <clears throat> he rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love. The words remind us that what looks like a conclusion, the coming of the Messiah, was in fact just the beginning of the work of the Messiah. Christmas Day is not the end. It is the beginning, like the gap between the writing of the lyrics and the adapting of the tune to the lyrics. Likewise, there is a chronological and geographical gap between the first and second coming of the Messiah. Looking at Psalm 98, it is a psalm that looks forward, a psalm of joy. But we tend to be anthropocentric, human, man-centered. We praise ourselves. We love to take the place of glory and honor. But we will become God-centered, theocentric. Verses 4 through 6 of Psalm 98 proclaimed that we will praise God. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Verse 5 reads, Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. With our voices and in anything else we can get our hands on, we're going to give praise. Verses 7 and 8 say, Heaven and nature will sing. This has become a song of redemption. Verse 7, The sea resounds and everything in it, and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let us sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. Justice, the justice of God. Being created in the image of God, there is something in our hearts that yearns for justice, for order, for a setting right, perfection. Looking at it from God's perspective, there is joy in God's justice. No more corruption, no more favoritism, no more ungodly manipulation. Yes, Christmas Day is not the end of a tremendous celebration. Today, Christmas Day, is the beginning of our looking forward to his second coming. Every eye seeing him, every knee bowing before him, every tongue confessing that Jesus is Lord. So today, Christmas Day, be filled with the spirit of the living and risen Messiah. Today, we get to reflect the, the light of Jesus. Today, we have the joy of knowing Jesus and that we have been saved from the power of sin and death. And today, Christmas Day, bring the joy and the light of Jesus to the world. Joy to the world. The Lord is come and he will come again. And now, how about that for hope? Hope on Christmas Day, but for every day. Please join us in campus at 9 a.m., 11 a.m., or 6 p.m. this Sunday, or online, and have a very, very Merry Christmas. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing and nature sing and heaven and heaven and nature sing.
Oh uh-huh. 